Welcome back, everyone, to another live stream today. This is part two of our new series, The Four Pillars of Your Christian Walk. These are four things that you must know, you must have revelation on, you must know how they operate in your life in order to have a stable Christian walk, to be as close to Jesus as possible, and in order to get all the benefits that are found in the Bible. So before we get into it this morning, I want you to jump on on YouTube and on Facebook and on Instagram. Let me know where you're watching from. I know we got people that watch in South Africa, people in Canada. We got people all over the world, and we're very thankful for you. So as you're jumping on, share this with somebody. Send it to two or three people. And we're going to get into the four pillars of your Christian walk. Hello, uh, Amber. Good morning, Amber. Mr. CMD, God bless you. Video House, God bless you. Gabby, God bless you. Hickory, North Carolina. Welcome in Hickory, North Carolina. Logan in Michigan. <clears throat> My friends, John Stafford and Amber. Austin Johnson, hello. Melissa's in Kentucky. God bless you in Kentucky. Amen. Praise God. If you've been watching on YouTube, we are experiencing some significant growth. Jenkins Given, God bless you. I'm glad you like the topics. Janelle and, or Janelle Lee, I'm sorry, in Wisconsin. We've been experiencing some significant growth on YouTube. So as you continue to give this video a thumbs up, like and subscribe if you have not already, and share this with people, it helps us to get the word of God out. You know, America's not in the best shape right now, but things are turning brighter. Things are going up, and God's doing a mighty work in this land. But it helps when we get the word of God into people's hands. So as you're sharing this live stream, you're helping us to bring revival to America, revival to Generation Z. I believe God has a great plan for this generation. And you can help me to play a part in it by sharing this live stream. Bishop Joseph, God bless you. Good to see you. Elijah, hello. Zambia, Africa. I'm glad we got Africa on. If you're watching on Instagram and you haven't subscribed on YouTube yet, make sure you go subscribe. This is part two of the four pillars of your Christian walk. Yesterday, I covered Jesus Christ, the Savior. He's our Savior. He's our Redeemer. Hello, Camila. Not only has He saved you from hell, He's saved you to heaven. And the power of the Holy Ghost, the blood of Jesus Christ, has set you free from the law of sin and death. The Bible says that any man that is in Christ is a new creation, a totally new creature, a new species. He's not the same person. She's not the same person that they were before they got born again. When you get born again, you give your life to Jesus, everything changes. Religion will teach you that being a Christian, nothing changes. You are one way in the world, and then you give your life to Jesus, and you're the same person that you were. But that's not true. The blood of Jesus changes everything. I want you to type this in the comments. The blood of Jesus changes everything. It changes everything. The blood of Jesus doesn't change some things. Oh, Eric in Tanzania, as Americans would call it. How do they say it in Africa, Steve? Tanzania? Tanzania. 
We got a lot of people in Africa watching. Africa is blessed because you're watching. The blood of Jesus changes everything. Paul said in Romans chapter 1, verse 16, The gospel I will not be ashamed of, for it is the power of God saving everyone who believes. It is the power of God at work toward you, saving you when you believe. What he's saying is that the same power that is in the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ is in the message when you preach it. It says in John chapter 1 that Jesus is the word of God. In the beginning was the word. I think about <laughs> that African pastor. In the beginning, <laughs> in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. Jesus is the word of God. And it says in verse 14, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So God's word is the power of God that happened in the death, burial, and resurrection, and it's working towards you when you believe. Somebody type, God's word is working for me. God's word is working for me. Hi, Holly. Hi, Logan. God bless you this morning. So this is part two of the four pillars of your Christian faith. Good morning, Mercy. Man, I love our family. I love people that are jumping on. You guys are great. Part one, Jesus, your Redeemer. Jesus, your Savior. Today is part two. You can write this down in your notebook. Jesus, the Baptizer in the Holy Ghost. Ryan Starks, good morning, brother. God bless you and your wife. Ryan and Trista, I believe her name is, are uh, some of our most recent monthly partners. We thank you for your giving. Part two, Jesus, the baptizer in the Holy Ghost. I'm going to tell you a part, a pillar of Christianity today, that if you don't experience this, you are lacking power in your Christian walk. The reason why religion has been allowed to infiltrate America and the Church of America is because there is no teaching or there has been no teaching on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 2, Jesus had told the disciples, go and wait in the upper room until you receive power from on high. He said, when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you will receive power to be my witnesses, first to Jerusalem, then Judea, then Samaria, and to the outermost parts of the world. Somebody type this in the comments. In order to be a witness, I need the power. In order to be a witness, I need the power. Well, the power is in the Holy Ghost. So go with me to John chapter 14, and let's get into part number two today. The Gospel of John chapter 14. And I want you to stick around to the end because I'm going to pray that God baptizes you in the Holy Ghost. I'm going to pray that Jesus baptizes you in the Holy Spirit with evidence of tongues. And if you've already been baptized in the Holy Ghost, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm going to pray that God gives you a fresh infilling. 
Part two, Jesus the baptizer. Hi, AJ, God bless you. John chapter 14, verse 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. I will pray the Father, and he will give you another counselor that he may be with you forever. Hey, Sam, good morning. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, for it does not see him, nor does it know him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you fatherless. I will come to you. So I want you to write this, point number one. The Holy Spirit is a person. Point number one, the Holy Ghost, he is a person. He is a part of the Godhead. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. A triune God who is one, but he is three persons in one. The baptism of the Holy Ghost, understanding number one, the Holy Spirit is a person. He's a person. He lives inside of you. He is the person of God. Many people just want the power of the Holy Ghost, but they don't want to know the person of the Holy Ghost. Your relationship with God on the earth is through the person of the Holy Spirit. He is a person. Jesus used the pronoun. (laughs) I I don't even like using that word anymore. But I'm not going to let him take it. We're taking back pronouns. We're taking back the pronouns. Somebody type in the comments, we're taking back pronouns. <laughs> oh, like all the gay pride parades. Everyone, We're taking back the rainbow. We're taking back pronouns. Hallelujah. Jesus used the pronoun him multiple times. The world cannot receive, for it does not see him. Neither does it know him, but you know him, for he lives with you and he will be in you. The Holy Spirit is a him. He's a person. He's not a dove. He's not a goosebump. He's not an emotion. (laughs) That's right, Garrett. The Holy Spirit is a person. Now go over to John chapter 15. As you're turning there, I want to point this out to you. Jesus points out three areas, or uh, I don't want to call them areas, three encounters that you'll have with the Holy Spirit. He said, you know him for he is with you. So the Holy Spirit was among the disciples. But he said, soon he will come to live in you. And then you see in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, Jesus says he will come upon you. So I want you to write that down under the person of the Holy Spirit. Three encounters with the Holy Spirit. First, before you're born again, he is among you. Number two, he comes to live inside of you when you get born again. And then number three, he comes upon you for the power. Among you, inside of you, and upon you. John chapter 15, 
verse 26. But when the counselor comes, this is the Holy Spirit, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness of me. So what does the Holy Spirit do? He gives you power to bear witness of Jesus Christ. And you also will bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning, from the beginning. <laughs> so the Holy Spirit comes to bear witness of Jesus. Now go down to John chapter 16. This is verse 7. This is part two of our new series for those that are jumping on right now. The four pillars of your Christian faith. The same way that a table needs four legs to stay stable. Or a chair needs four legs to hold somebody. Your Christian walk requires these four things to remain stable and sturdy. These four pillars of your Christian walk will ensure that you walk in the power and revelation of Jesus Christ. Today is part number two, pillar number two, Jesus the baptizer in the Holy Ghost. John chapter 16, verse 7, listen to this. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. Somebody type in the comments, it's better that Jesus left. He said, it's expedient for me to go away. It's better that I leave you. Why? For if I do not go away, the counselor will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he will convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. So it's better that Jesus went so that his mantle, the Holy Spirit, the person of God, could come upon his believers. It's better that the Holy Ghost is here and Jesus left. Otherwise, there was only one person, Jesus, who could walk in that kind of power and authority. But as he rose, now this isn't, I'm not preaching this as doctrine, but I'm using this as an example. The same way when Elijah was taken up into the clouds is a type and shadow of how Jesus was taken up into the clouds and Elijah dropped a double mantle on Elisha and Jesus dropped a double portion on us. He said, you'll do even greater signs than these. So when Jesus went up to heaven, he dropped his spirit upon his bride. And now we walk in the same power, the same authority that Jesus walked in. <laughs> Logan said, do I have to take notes because I'm tired? Yes, <laughs> you do have to take notes. Now, it's up to you. If you don't want to take notes, whatever, you do your thing. Nevertheless, I tell you, it is expedient for you that I go away. For if I do not come, the counselor will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he will convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. So the Holy Spirit comes to convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. Of sin because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness because I'm going to be with my father and you will see me no more. And of judgment because the ruler of this world stands condemned. The devil's already condemned. You got the Holy Ghost. Verse 12, I have yet many things to tell you, but you cannot bear them now. 
But when the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but he will speak whatever he hears. So Jesus said twice, the Holy Spirit will speak to you. Somebody write this down and type it in the comments. The Holy Spirit speaks to me. So if, you've, if you're in a religious church or you've come from a religious church, they'll tell you that God doesn't speak anymore today. We have the written word, brother. That's the only words that we need. No, Jesus said when the Holy Spirit comes, he will speak to you. God is still speaking to you. The Holy Spirit leads you into all truth and all wisdom and all understanding. Holly, that's a suspicious comment. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't see her first comment. Amen. And when you stand, he must flee. And Satan must flee. Okay, I see that now. I thought you just typed in my comments. Satan, I was going to say. I rebuke you, devil. But <laughs> That's my fault. I didn't see. So the Holy Spirit speaks to you, and he leads you. Hey, Michael, good to see you, brother. He leads you into victory. Jesus said, but he will speak whatever he hears, and he will tell you things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will receive from me and will declare it to you. Listen to this, verse 15. I want you to write this down. John chapter 16, verse 15. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore I said, he will take what is mine and declare it to you. So you being filled, baptized in the Holy Spirit, declares what you can actually receive from heaven. It determines what you can receive from heaven. Many Christians run around and they listen to me preach on the victory. They listen to me preach on the power of God, on prosperity, on healing. And they say, well, why isn't any of that happening in my life? Well, if you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, Jesus said he's resp <clears throat> responsible for taking what is mine and giving it to you. <clears throat> Excuse me. So without the baptism of the Holy Spirit, without being filled and born again by the Holy Ghost, you can't receive what is God's. But if you'll get born again, if you'll get filled with the Holy Spirit, that power will become active in your life. Before I got filled with the Holy Spirit, I was trying to fight my way out of sin. I was trying to fight the temptations of the flesh, trying to fight the temptations of carnality. I was trying to do it in my own strength. But God said, it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. So you don't have to white knuckle your way out of sin. You don't have to fight your way out of carnal thinking. You just got to be filled with the Holy Ghost and let him renew your mind by the word of God. The Holy Spirit gives you the power to become like Jesus. I want you to write that down. The Holy Spirit, he gives you the power to become like Jesus. He's the one that sets you free from sin. He's the one that gives you the power to prosper. He's the one that gives you the power to lay hands on the sick and watch them recover. Hi, Tracy Holder. God bless you. She said it's her first time here. Thank you for joining us this morning. The power is found in the Holy Spirit. And I want you to stick around to the end because I'm going to pray for God to touch you afresh with the Holy Ghost today.
So the Holy Spirit, you know him for he is among you. When you get born again, you get saved, he comes to live inside of you. But there's a third step when he comes upon you to give you power. Go with me to Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1. Man, I feel it already. Tanea said, my daughter is listening to your teaching too and says, mommy, I have power. Amen. Ha ha ha. You got to teach them while they're young. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Those of you that are jumping on on YouTube right now, keep giving the video a thumbs up. Keep liking, keep sharing. The word of God changes lives. And this is going to change somebody's life today. Listen to this. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Jesus said, You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. I want you to highlight that in your Bible. Underline it in your Bible. Get this scripture ingrained in your spirit and in your mind. You shall receive power. That word power in the Greek is dunamis. It means dynamite power. The Holy Ghost, when he comes upon you, he gives you dynamite power to give the devil a black eye and to advance the kingdom of God every day of your life. We need the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Today, when I pray for you, you will receive power from the Holy Spirit. And you'll watch the supernatural occur in your life. He said, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you shall be my witnesses. First in Jerusalem, then Judea, then Samaria, and to the outermost parts of the world. So when God's Spirit comes upon you, your faithfulness and your ability to operate in the Spirit, <clears throat> first in Jerusalem, meaning people that are directly around you, because they were in Jerusalem at the time, Jesus said, first you will witness to Jerusalem, the people that are around you currently, your family, your close friends, people in your immediate sphere of influence. Then he said, to Judea, Judea was one step further than Jerusalem, just a little further out, meaning that your territory will increase. The limits will be taken off. Your influence will spread. Then from Judea to Samaria, even further out. Then from Samaria to the outermost parts of the world. When I got filled with the Holy Spirit, I didn't, I didn't even really know what that meant. All I knew was I was full of the Holy Ghost and power and I needed to teach people what I had just received. So I started going and teaching people at local worship nights at the college campus that I was on. I would take people up to church that I met in the gym. I was faithful with the immediate sphere of influence that was around me. I started telling everyone about the Holy Ghost. And when God saw that I was faithful with the people I was directly around, he blessed my influence. And gave me influence with people that had influence. 
And they started doing outdoor crusade type events, going into the cornfields, going into schools, going into different areas that would increase our territory. And people started giving me a microphone to preach on the power of the Holy Spirit. And when I was faithful with that, God gave me a platform on social media. And now we reach millions of people each and every single month, teaching them the word of God and about the power of God. So when you receive power from on high and you're faithful to teach your family, to teach your friends, to invite your neighbor to church, God will bless you with increase. God will increase your territory. He'll increase your influence. He'll give you a platform to make his name great. He told Abraham, I will bless you and I will make your name famous in the earth and in heaven, really. I will make your name great and bless you in order to be a blessing. God will give you influence by the Holy Ghost to make Jesus known in the earth. So point number two, the Holy Ghost gives me power. Power to be a witness and to resemble Jesus Christ on the earth. Paul said the kingdom of God is not in word only, but in the power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit. God in your life gives you power by the Holy Ghost. Now go with me to Acts chapter 2. And I'm going to show you what that looks like, and then I'm going to pray for this encounter to happen in your life. Bernard, God bless you. Jesus is going to baptize you afresh with the Holy Spirit today. Acts chapter 2, starting in verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like a mighty rushing wind came from heaven, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. There appeared to them tongues as of fire, being distributed and resting on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them to speak. Verse 5. Now dwelling in Jerusalem were Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. When the sound occurred, the crowd came together and were confounded because each man heard them speaking in his own language. So the supernatural power of God by the Holy Ghost comes upon them. They get filled. They start speaking in other tongues. Shaka Baba, shoulda bought a Honda, coulda bought a Kia. It's a fake tongue, don't copy that, it's copyrighted. So the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon them, they begin speaking in other tongues. And when this happens, these Jews, these devout men in the area, they hear them speaking in their own language. It doesn't say that they were speaking in their language, it says they heard them speaking in their language. Meaning their prayer language was being interpreted by the Holy Spirit to these different men because they all spoke different languages. And because they all spoke different languages, by speaking in tongues, God was able to interpret to them what he was willing to say. Verse 6, when the sound occurred, the crowd came together and were confounded because each man heard them speaking in his own language. They were all amazed and marveled, saying to each other, are not all of these who are speaking Galileans? So they were saying, how are they speaking our language? How is it that we hear, each in our own native language? 
Parthenians, Medes, Imalites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, I don't know, Egypt, and the regions of Liberia, or Libya, sorry, near Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them speaking in our own languages the mighty works of God. They were all amazed and perplexed, saying to each other, what does this mean? Others mocking said, these men are full of new wine. So they mocked them. They said, these men are drunk. But they weren't drunk. They were full of the Holy Ghost. So sometimes when you get full of the Holy Ghost, we call it getting drunk in the Holy Ghost. You get so, tonight, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go get full of the Holy Ghost at camp meeting tonight. When the Holy Ghost comes, there are signs and wonders. What are signs and wonders? They are signs that make you wonder. People stumbling around, drunk, full of the Holy Ghost, speaking in other tongues. Supernatural power. And then you see after they're full of the Holy Ghost, they go and begin to do the works of Jesus. You have to be full of the Holy Ghost in order to do the works of Jesus. He said, greater works than these will you do in the earth. Praise God. Somebody type in the comments, I need the Holy Ghost. I need the Holy Ghost. He empowers you to be a witness in the earth. So when you receive power from the Holy Spirit, you receive the anointing to lay hands on the sick and watch them recover to open the eyes of the blind, the ears of the deaf, to watch leprosy leave, to raise the dead, cast out devils, you receive the power necessary to go and do the works of Jesus. When I read this in the Bible the first time, I picked up and I took my friends, which are my team now, and we went to Walmart, and we just started praying for sick people. I remember the first person that I watched with my own two eyes get healed. His name was Joe. He was an old man. He had a cane and he was sitting on a stool. He was a greeter at Walmart. And he had this big tube sock on his leg and his leg was all black and blue. I could tell that there was something going on. And I went up to him. I said, Joe, I don't know what your relationship with the Lord is like, but I know Jesus is a healer. Can I pray for you? The Bible says, if I lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. Can I pray that Jesus heals your leg? And he told me he had blood clots all through his leg. I laid hands on him. And no lightning bolt came from heaven. No sound of a mighty rushing wind like it did in the Bible. Not to say that didn't happen. That did happen. And it still happens today. But nothing spectacular happened. I just laid hands on him and I said, be healed in Jesus name. And he said, oh, thank you very much. Have a good day. And I went on my way. But we came back that next Saturday to pray for people again. And we saw Joe standing at the door. And he had no cane. He wasn't standing on a stool. And he had his sock off and his leg was totally healed. All the black and blue blood clots were totally gone. And I said, Joe, what happened to your leg? And he said, I don't know. I don't need my cane anymore. He was totally healed by the power of God. That was the first time when I saw that. My pastor says, well, my pastor's pastor, Pastor Mark Hankins, he says the man with an opinion or a theory is always at the mercy of a man with an experience. So religious people have an opinion. 
They have theories. But I'm a man with an experience. I laid my hands on the sick and I watched them recover. Hallelujah. (laughs) Are you able to delete that and block him? Yeah, just block him. Are you willing to give up your white privilege to be a real Christian? No, I'm not. All right, let's keep going. You lay your hands on the sick and you will watch them recover. If you see fools in the comments, you can ignore them. This just When you have a rapid increase in the ministry, that's what happens. Not everybody gets vetted. Hey, Pastor Vlad, good morning. God bless you. You need the power of the Holy Ghost to cast out devils, lay hands on the sick and watch them recover, and to do the works of Jesus in the earth. The Bible says we are his body. He is the head. We are the hands and feet of Jesus in the earth. Being the hands and feet of Jesus in the earth requires the same power that Jesus had. And he said in Luke chapter 4 verse 18, The Spirit of God is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor, to bring freedom to the oppressed, liberty to the captives, to give sight to the blind, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Not the year of the Lord's judgment, the year of the Lord's favor. God's spirit on you empowers you to preach God's favor into the earth. That this is a time where God is no longer counting man's sins against them. Jesus paid the price that if you will believe and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you shall be saved. And a born again Christian receives the Holy Ghost. Like I read in John 14, the Holy Spirit is not for the world. They do not know him, nor can they recognize him. The Holy Spirit is a gift for you. He's a gift for the believer. Peter said, we'll read it right now, and then I'm going to pray for people, that you be filled with the Holy Ghost and power. Acts chapter 2, verse 38, I believe. Or 34. Thirty-eight. Peter said to them, they, they said, what shall we do? When he said, this is the evidence from the prophet Joel, that in the last days God will pour out his spirit upon all flesh, his sons and daughters will prophesy, old men will have dreams, young men will see visions. So Peter said, this is a fulfillment of that prophecy. This is the power of the Holy Spirit coming on God's body. And they said, what shall we do to receive the Holy Spirit? Acts 2.38, Peter said to them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, He is a gift for Christians. He's not for the world. He is for you if you're a born-again Christian. If you'll repent, be baptized, turn away from your sin, you can receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. If you want to receive a fresh baptism or you've never been baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire, if you want to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost today, I want you to put a thumbs up in the comments and I'm going to pray for you. And as I pray for you, Jesus will baptize you in the Holy Ghost and fire. He is the baptizer. You'll receive a fresh infilling today. Praise God. I see thumbs up in the comments. Hi, Sandra. Good to see you. 
We got thumbs up on Instagram. We got thumbs up on YouTube. Gordo, God bless you. Let's pray. Amen. Wherever you're at right now, there's no distance in the spirit. There's no distance between you and I in the spirit right now. You're hearing my words. As I send the word to where you're at, you will receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire by Jesus Christ. Close your eyes, lift your hands toward heaven. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, cause your word to work. Lord, watch over your work now and fill people afresh with the Holy Ghost. Receive the Holy Spirit now with evidence of tongues. Be filled from the top of your head to the soles of your feet to overflowing. Fresh fire on you today. Empowered with the oil of heaven to be a witness in the earth. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Let that heavenly language come up and out of you. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Glory, I got to be careful. I'll get too drunk. <laughs> You'll feel it wellowing up in your spirit. Just let it come off of your tongue. Rabase de abasha. Yomosokudo. Ridiabase. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Speak in other tongues. That's power from on high. Hallelujah. Glory, glory. Praise God. If you feel the Holy Ghost, somebody type in the comments, I feel the power. I feel the power. If I was there, I'd lay, I'd lay hands on you. But one of these days, we'll have the ability to just teleport through these screens. And i just come and get you. Fire on your life. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm going to read one more thing to you. I believe if you just prayed with me, that you received fresh power from on high. You received impartation to be an evangelist, to bring the power of God into the earth by the Holy Spirit. I want to read one more thing to you, and I'll leave you with this. Go with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Ha, ha, ha. It's about that time. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Praise God. Glory. Glory, glory, glory. There's a strong anointing on this message today. God wants you to be filled with the Holy Ghost. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, starting in verse 6. I want you to listen to this. This will change your life the same way it changed my life. But this I say. He who sows sparingly, it's talking about giving. He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. But he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Let every man, according to the purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or out of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. I'm going to tell you the power behind giving finances right now. 
and giving abundantly, believing God for big things in your life. God is able to make all grace abound toward you so that you always having enough of everything may abound to every good work. If you have lack in your life, if you don't have enough money to pay your bills, to feed your family, if you feel like you're always in a financial hole, if you haven't been able to break through from where you're at financially, today's your day to do that. God will bless your finances if you'll do what the word of God says pertaining to your finances. Verse 10, now he who supplies seed to the sower and supplies bread for your food will also multiply your seed sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. So you will be enriched in everything to all bountifulness, which makes us give thanks to God. I want to tell you this story about when Jesus fed the 5,000. There were 5,000 people that had fasted for three days and they followed Jesus. On the third day, the disciples said, Jesus, we should send these people away so that they can eat. Jesus said, you feed them. You be the sufficient supply. And they said, we only have a little bit of bread and a few fish. And a little boy came up to Jesus and gave them what he had in his hand. And all he had was two fish and five loaves of bread. He said, here's my two fish, and here's my five loaves. Jesus took it, gave it to the disciples, and multiplied. Multiplied that seed. So Jesus takes two fish and five loaves of bread and feeds over 5,000 people with it. I want you to write this down and type it in the comments. If what I have in my hand is not a bit enough to meet my need, it is a seed. Hallelujah. Two fish and five loaves is not enough to feed 5,000 people. But it is a seed that will work to meet your need. So those two fish and those five loaves were taken from the hands of the little boy and put into the hands of Jesus. And he multiplied it to meet the need of the 5,000. If what you have in your bank account, if what you have in your wallet is not enough to meet your need, is if it's not enough to meet your financial breakthrough, it's a seed. God wants your finances to prosper. For example, there was a time where I was broke. I had $600 in my bank account. And it was basically all that I had left. And the Lord told me to take 540 of it and to give it to a specific minister. Now, that seemed insane at the time. I was currently down in Florida at a minister's conference, and I had to get back to Iowa. So if I emptied my bank account, I, it didn't, in the natural, it didn't make sense. But the Holy Spirit will never prompt you to give, to take you backwards. He's actually prompting you to give to give you breakthrough in your finances. So the Holy Spirit told me to give that $540 to a specific minister, to sow it as a seed. So I took that $540 and I sowed it as a seed into this minister. And for two or three days, I didn't see a harvest right away. 
I was just sitting there and the lies of the devil would come. Well, now you're broke. How are you going to pay your rent? How are you going to feed this? How are you going to do that? How are you going to get back to Iowa? But I just laughed at the devil. I said, ha, 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 devil, you can't have my money. The devourer is rebuked for my sake. I'm a tither and a giver. I sowed that seed and God will multiply a bountiful harvest to me. Three days later, I had another minister come up to me at that minister's conference and say, hey, I'm going to give you $1,000 a month for the next 12 months to your ministry. Well, I did the math, and that's about 22 times what $540 was. God multiplied that $540 and turned it into $12,000 in three days. So God took my seed, which wasn't enough to meet my need at the time. I needed financial breakthrough. And when I sowed that seed... God multiplied it into a bountiful harvest. And what God did for me, God will do it for you. Do you need breakthrough in your finances? Do you need a promotion at your job? Are you believing to move up higher financially today? Today's the day you'll do it. When you sow good seed, God blesses your seed. I'll tell you one more testimony. There was a woman. There was a woman. It's funny. Sometimes the comments give me. <laughs> there was a woman that sent me a message a few months ago on Instagram. And she said, Talon, I need financial breakthrough in my life. I, I want a promotion at my job. And so she said, I'm going to send $1,000 into the ministry. Would you pray with me and believe God to give me a promotion at my job? And I said, absolutely. So she did. She sowed a seed of $1,000 into the ministry. And when she did, I prayed with her. Well, about five days later, she sent me another message. And she said, you're not going to believe this. Like as if I don't believe what I preach. She said, you're not going to believe this. My boss just called me. And he's given me a $10,000 raise. And he said, not only am I giving you a $10,000 raise, but that's just the beginning. We're going to continue to give you raises because of the work that you do. You do such a good job. We're going to keep giving you raises financially. So God took that $1,000 seed, turned it into a $10,000 raise promotion, and increased her even more. Yes, Barry. Clearly, you are very wise. We're not talking about your salvation. We're talking about financial blessing in your life. God has a lot to say in his word about your finances and how he wants to bless you. So if you're believing for financial breakthrough in your life, I want to give you an opportunity to sow into the ministry today. This ministry, Revival Way, we're currently feeding 1,200 kids in other countries right now. We were feeding kids in Nicaragua. Now we're feeding uh, kids all over the world through an organization called Feed the Hungry. We're feeding 1,200 kids every single month. And we also have 11 other ministries that we partner with financially each month. If you have a heart to see this generation lit on fire with the power of the gospel and the Holy Spirit, you can help the ministry by sowing financially today. And on top of that, if you're believing God for a financial breakthrough in your life, this is how you can receive it. When you sow financially into the kingdom of God, God blesses your finances. 
Jesus said, where a man's money is, there his heart will be also. Or where a man's treasure is. Where you treasure your finances. Where your treasure is, your heart will be also. So when you connect your finances to the advancement of God's kingdom, God blesses your finances. But the Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. So God likes it. When you say, hey, I want to bless the advancement of God's kingdom. Here's my finances. Someone said, do you have Zelle? Uh, we don't have Zelle. We have Cash App, Venmo, PayPal, and the website. So if you need financial breakthrough in your life, I want to encourage you to ask the Lord what he would have you sow today. And if you want to continue to help us to reach this generation with the gospel, you can give through Cash App at Dollar Sign Revival Way. You can give at Venmo at Revival Way. You can give through PayPal at Revival Way. Or you can go on our website, RevivalWay.com. And you can click Partner Financially today. Kiernan, a good friend of mine on Instagram, just sent in a testimony. She said, our business has been increasing significantly since becoming partners. Tithing and giving works. It's true. I just had another person send me a testimony the other day. They sent $1,000 into this ministry. And when they sent $1,000 into the ministry, they said they had the best month financially they've ever had in their business. They got more business in two days than they normally got in two weeks. He said, I sent $1,000 into the ministry. And when I sent $1,000 into the ministry, God blessed me with $15,000 this month. It works. Tithing and giving works. So we thank you for your giving, and it really does mean a lot. We bless you that are giving today. You're helping us to reach this generation. That's funny. Praise God. There's another woman named Chelsea. She might be on right now. But I taught on the power of giving financially and what sowing and reaping really does for you. The Bible says don't sow small or stingily. So people that give like, if you have $1,000 in the bank and you give $20, according to that, it's stingy. Now you give in proportion to what you have. I'm not telling you a dollar amount. But Paul said, when you give stingy or you give small amounts, you'll reap small amounts. But he said, if you'll give bountifully, you will reap bountifully. And that's what I've experienced in my life. So this girl, Chelsea, she required financial breakthrough in her life. And she sent $100 into the ministry. And when she sent $100 in, she sent me her testimony. And she said, I had $2,000 come out of nowhere this week. God just blessed me with $2,000. And so she sent in another $200. And the next week, $4,000 came in. So she took that $400 and sewed it again. And she said $8,000 came in that next week. So she took $1,000 and sewed it again. And when she sold that $1,000, now she's just been reaping financial harvest in her life. God's word works. He said, test me now in this and watch what God will do for you. So I'm going to give some shout outs to people that are giving today. 
And I want to thank you for your giving. Thank you, Kiernan and Colton, for your giving. You're very generous. Thank you, Chelsea, for your giving. Thank you, Amber and Jeremiah, for your giving. Thank you, John Stafford, for your giving. Thank you, Ian Ross, for your giving. Thank you, everyone, for your giving today. You're helping to make a difference, and God will bless your finances with it. So whatever you're believing God for, I want you to write it down on a piece of paper or write it on a whiteboard or whatever you, whatever you need a breakthrough in your life, and I'm going to pray with you right now. And I believe God's going to do a miracle in your finances the same way he did it for me. Let's pray together. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I touch and agree with every person giving today. As they sow their seed, would you bless it and multiply? Angels, cause the word to work. Bring in bountiful harvests. I plead the blood of Jesus over their finances. Devil, take your hands off of their money. The word is working for them. And we thank you ahead of time, Lord. We worship you with our finances. We thank you. It is you that gives us the power to create wealth. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That's all right, Amber. With increase, it happens. It just, yeah, you should see the TikTok comments. Dang. <laughs> now, I want to I tell you what we're going to do here. We have a book slide really quickly on Insta or on YouTube. Check this out. Those of you that give today, Kingdom still? We haven't fixed that yet. Steve? If you want to be a kingdom builder, <laughs> if you want to be a kingdom builder, we'll help you be a kingdom builder. Anyone that sows $50 today, I'm going to send you my free book as a thank you called The Law of Sowing and Reaping where I teach you what the Bible says about your finances and how to sow and reap financial blessing. Anyone that sends $100 or more to the ministry, I'll send you both my books, The Law of Sowing and Reaping and Renewing Your Mind. Renewing Your Mind is what the Bible says about renewing how your mind works according to the Word of God. When you renew your mind according to the Scriptures, God can flow and operate in your life. And anyone that gives a thousand or more, I'll send you both my books, The Law of Sowing and Reaping, Renewing Your Mind, and Financial Overflow by my good friend, Pastor Jonathan Shuttlesworth. As a way of saying thank you for your giving, we really appreciate it. God has blessed you to be a blessing to us, and he's blessed us to be a blessing to you. So thank you for your financial giving. It means a lot. We don't take it lightly. Our purpose here at Revival Way is to reach this generation with the gospel and with the power of the Holy Ghost. And the promise is that when you give to the advancement of God's kingdom, God blesses your finances. So we thank you for your giving. You can give through Cash App, through Venmo, or through PayPal. Amber said, was I supposed to get the first two? Yes. You only got one book? They were both sent, so maybe the other one hasn't shown up yet. Otherwise, you can contact Cade, support at RevivalWay.com, and the team will take care of it. <laughs> Ian's funny. <laughs> Praise God. Thank you for your giving. It means a lot. Finally, go ahead and put the Faith Church slide up.
If you need a church, move to Louisiana. If you're desiring to be a vessel of honor, to be raised up in this last day to carry the fire of revival. That's right, Amber. I give you full permission to bicker with Kate about it. <laughs> we'll get it figured out. If you don't have a church that you call home, the most important thing that you can do in these last days is get plugged into a good church that carries the power of the Holy Spirit. They preach the word of God uncompromised and they'll raise you up in these last days to be someone that carries the glory to your generation. If you're looking for a church like that, I want you to come join us at Faith Church Ruston in Ruston, Louisiana. You can email us at support at revivalway.com or you can go to faithchurchruston.com forward slash get connected and you can contact us about setting up a weekend where you can come visit the church and we would love to, to see you, to get you some coffee, to have you come sit in a meeting with us and spend time with us to see if this could be your new home. We'd love to see you come join us. My pastor, Pastor Stan and Mary Pody, they're anointed to raise up a young generation that carries the fire of revival. They're connecting people to Jesus and to their destiny and preaching the full gospel to hungry people. Praise the Lord. Kiernan just said, I'll pay for a hotel night. Get here. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. The first five people to email us at support at revivalway.com to set up a weekend to come visit Faith Church in Ruston, Louisiana, we will pay for your hotel room. The first five people. In Jesus' name. Well, thank you for joining me today. We love you and I thank you for your giving. Go ahead, like, and share this on YouTube. Send it to somebody that needs to know the power of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Sweeter penthouse. Sweet. That's all right, Amber. We'll believe God for it. Thank you, everyone. We love you tremendously. And God bless you. See ya.